Hello and welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse. I'm T.A. Newman, your host. My team and I will be bringing to life cosmic tales using the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, which contains mature themes, horror, character death and loss of sanity. Our mystery can be found in the Miskatonic repository where people like you and me can write scenarios for other players. We're proud to have this episode of the Miskatonic Playhouse sponsored by the Storytelling Collective, who provide an excellent course on scenario writing, which many of the team have taken to help improve their writing skills. We'd also like to thank Sirenscape, whose tools have provided the background sounds that you hear. In our grand opening, we have Heinrich Moore, one of the beloved Council of Shoggoths and organizing committee of the Miskatonic Repository Con, acting as keeper for our investigators. Tonight we have Charles. Hi, uh, I'm Charles Metedumen. Uh, and tonight I will be playing Archibald uh, Krauser. I'm the valet of uh, Hugo. Um, I'm sure that uh, with my master, everything's going to be just fine. Uh, hello, I'm Graham Patrick, and I'll be playing Celia Waters, uh, a spunky investigator who is looking to find out and report on this story by some subterfuge uh, on the way. Uh, hi, I'm Pete. Uh, I'll be playing uh, Charles Tuck, private investigator, a hardened and no-nonsense uh, Scotland Yard man who is on the case of finding a missing person. And myself, uh, T.A. Newman, I'll be playing Hugo Shrimpy Hargreaves, who is a rather short gentleman of standing with more clue than he thinks he has. And I'm Heinrich Moore, your keeper of arcane lore. And now it's time to pull back the curtain and roll the dice. Keeper, the stage is yours. Welcome to the opening episode of the Miskatonic Playhouse. I am incredibly excited to bring you the scenario The Dragon of Wantley today, which was written by one of our members, S.R. Sellens, who has just done a wonderful job. If you have a chance to check it out on DriveThruRPG, if you had the chance to check out the cover art, it is just gorgeous. He really did an outstanding job, and I'm so excited to have all of you playing here. So welcome all. We are going to begin in the afternoon on May 7th, 1925. You are all at a train station, London train station specifically. We see each of you standing together in a group. First, the camera zooms in on a young woman. Celia Waters, what do you look like as you are about to board a train? Celia is 25. She's probably got a button-up wool jacket and coat sort of over for the sort of cold weather. And she's probably got a sort of carry camera with her and uh, probably a, a bag with all her um, reporting gear. She's apprehensive about the journey, but this is going to be good news and good reporting that she's going to be able to get hold of. Excellent. The camera next pans to a man standing next to you. Mr. Charles Tuck, can you describe to us what you are looking like on this afternoon? Charles is a rather stocky middle-aged man. You can tell that there's a little bit of muscle underneath his grey three-piece suit which he wears, covered by a, a long 
dark overcoat which he's wearing to shield himself from the cold. Got a bit of a cheeky disarming grin on his face. He doesn't quite know what to expect, but he's here to crack a case and that's what he wants to get done. The camera next zooms outwards and we see within the lens two gentlemen captured, though uh, one perhaps is a bit more proper than the other. Mr. Hugo Hargreaves, Mr. Archibald Crowther, please tell us about yourselves. Would you like to go first, Hugo? Indeed. Uh, I am a 27-year-old gentleman of refined taste, an absolute dapper uh, green lawn traveling suit with a brown trim and a checkered bow tie, matching my socks, obviously, with kind of black polished shoes, Oxfords, not brogues. And I stand there uh, very much looking to my confidant, who is in my employ, but is also someone that I'm looking to with a smile on my face. And Mr. Crowther, as Mr. Hargreaves looks over to you with said smile, tell us, what does the camera find in you? As a camera might find, a man in his 30s, uh, average height, of course, well-dressed, but uh, less spotty in many ways. I mean, overall black, and he looks worried. But everything is going to just be fine. <laughs> Great. I love it. Excellent. I agree. Everything will be just fine. <laughs> As we see your group standing together, it is plain that some of you know each other but uh, perhaps you are not entirely at ease with one another. You are all startled by the sound of a conductor next to you yelling for the entire platform to hear, all aboard! And as the camera pans upwards, we see the train's destination, Sheffield Victoria Station. As the camera cuts, we open to a door leading into an apartment. It is now the morning of the same day, several hours earlier. An older woman is opening the door. She appears to have the same level of propriety as uh, Mr. Hargreaves. She is a formidable woman, maybe in her 80s, maybe even a little older. Um, you can see a uh, housekeeper, perhaps, or a maidservant um, standing close to her, probably surprised that her mistress is the one opening the door. The Lady Constance McVitie, Dowager Duchess of Snaith, uh, despite being indoors, is wearing her flowered hat and uh, very uh, proper outgoing dress attire, long necklace going down to her chest. And as she opens the door, we see her face break out in a smile, and she says, Oh, Shrimpy, it's so good to see you. Thank you for coming. And she steps inwards to give entrance to Shrimpy Hargreaves and his valet, Archibald Crowther. Not at all. Thank you so much for having us here, Lady Constance. Always a pleasure. Unfortunate circumstances, but always a pleasure. Lovely, lovely to, to come and see you. The Archibald, come, come, come. Mm-hmm. Uh, sir, Lady Constance, of course. Oh, Archie, you don't need to be so formal. It's good to see you too. It is lovely of you to say that, Lady Constance. Good man. Margaret, you would, you would have something to learn from this gentleman. And she gestures over to Archibald and uh, Margaret, who Archibald, you know, uh, Margaret is uh, Miss uh, Lady Constance's uh, maid, um, housekeeper, and generally serves in a similar capacity to your own. Um, 
Perhaps she is a little less trained uh, because you cannot fail but notice the roll of her eyes um, as her lady uh, says these words. Um, lady Constance uh, beckons you into this apartment. It's clearly not her uh, home. Um, it's uh, perhaps just a, a temporary uh, residence in, uh, in London where you find yourselves right now. Um, lady Constance says, yes, terrible business about Flora. I'm truly worried about her, but I'm so glad that you've made yourself available to, to help find her. I'm afraid the uh, officials have been just, just useless. Oh, well. As usual, Lady Constance, of course. D absolutely, I echo Archibald's words. Um, Mother wouldn't have it any other way, so Lady Constance, we are at your disposal. Well, let me introduce you to a couple of, um, of other individuals who, who have agreed to help. Um, and she leads you into a sitting room uh, where sits uh, the individuals we recognized from, well, later this afternoon, Celia Waters and Charles Tuck. They're not sitting together, they're sort of sitting on opposite sides um, of the room. And Lady Constance introduces you uh, Mr. Hargreaves and Mr. Crowther. I'm sure you'll be pleased to make the acquaintance of Mr. Charles Tuck. Um, uh, is, it, is it formally with Scotland Yard or are you presently with, with Scotland Yard, Mr. Tuck? I, I'm on a sabbatical from their service. Uh, yes, uh, I picked up a, a bit of an injury and uh, I'm taking a bit of time out from, from the Met. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping to be back on my feet someday to, to get back to my work. Yes. Good man. He has uh, agreed, uh, well, he responded to the newspaper article and he has agreed to help look into Flora's disappearance. So I am, I am very grateful, Mr. Tuck. Um, and uh, I am sure that your professional skills um, will, will be well, well, frankly, I, I hope they will not be needed, and, and I hope you will find her quickly, but um, to, to the extent that uh, they are necessary, I am, I'm very glad that you've offered your assistance. Of course. I'm at your service. And, and this is... Uh, Lady Constance turns to Celia. Celia, you see that um, in Charles Tuck's hands is a, uh, a newspaper article. Um, from the uh, from the image there, uh, you recognize that uh, it is a picture of um, Flora Jacobs, um, and the article is uh, is particularly familiar. Uh, perhaps you had a hand in uh, writing it. Perhaps you had a hand in uh, in informing on it. But it too is uh, the reason you're here. Although the uh, Lady Constance does not seem to recognize you as a reporter, nor have you introduced yourself as such, I believe. Um, but she is struggling with your name and says, um, and this is, uh, this is a friend of Flora's, yes? Uh, yes, I I'm Celia Waters. I'll stand off and I'll just push her aside and introduce myself to Hugo, uh, straight away ignoring uh, Archibald as well. Uh, nice to meet your acquaintance. Uh, Mr. Hargreaves, is it? D d indeed. Can I just start? How tall is uh, Celia? 5'2 uh, or something like that. Probably quite, quite small. She still, to a degree, is probably a few inches taller than uh, Shrimpy Hargreaves. Uh, so Shrimpy kind of looks up, <clears throat> and, and hello, um, wonderful to meet you. Um, sorry, hmm. uh, Celia, was it? Yes, Celia uh, Waters. Uh, I'm so concerned for Flora. She's not usually like this. Uh, uh, her going missing is quite the conundrum. I, I wonder if you have any feelings on, on that. Take out a pad. 
<laughs> and Geldo, uh, as um, as Celia is uh, is asking these questions, uh, you can't help but notice the newspaper article that uh, uh, Charles Tuck is uh, is holding. Um, you think you remember it from uh, your your own morning reading of the Daily Herald, um, but uh, as your eyes glance over it, I wonder if you would not mind reading for us uh, the article that you will have in your list of player handouts. This is the uh, entry marked "Young Socialite." Still missing. Yes, of course. Uh, young socialite still missing. Duchess plea in disappearance uh, of Nice. The mystery that surrounds the disappearance of the socialite Miss Flora Jacobs remains unresolved tonight. Uh, Miss Jacobs, who was recently introduced into society by her great aunt as the Dowager Duchess of Snaith, disappeared on her way to her own estate in Yorkshire three days ago. Despite searches by the local constabulary, no leads have been found yet. Some of the more salacious gossip uh, columns have reported that Miss Jacobs was recently seen in the company of a well-to-do American. Not much is known of, of this uh, gentleman, although it is possible there may have been an understanding uh, between the young person. A spokesperson for the Duchess household has declined to comment other than to state that Miss Jacobs' family has offered a reward to anyone who has information that leads to the safe return of the young lady. Uh, Mr. Carter, Charles Tuck perhaps uh, subconsciously realizing that you're sort of looking over his shoulder closes the article um, and the camera goes back to uh, Celia, um, who's just asked a question. Um, Lady Constance assumes that anyone is always talking uh, to her. And so responds to your question saying, well, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm besides myself, as, as, as you can imagine. Uh, Flora was coming to visit um, our house in Snaith. And, well, she never, she never arrived. So, I, I mean, it, it's, it's shocking. And, uh, well, it has, it has necessitated me coming here all the way to London. Uh, that's fascinating. Um... Where was she, uh, well, last seen? Oh, well, uh, Margaret, it, it would have been uh, the driver, yes? When he, when he dropped her off at, uh, at London Station? Yes? Yes, he loaded, he loaded her luggage into the train. Right. Yes, exactly right. Yes, uh, Margaret is not really responding at all. <laughs> Lady Constance is just talking and assuming uh, the answers um, to, to her own questions. Uh, Mr. Carter, I, I think you were trying to get a word in. Yes, I mean, Lady Constance, I don't want to uh, worry you or anything, but could you tell us more about your relationship to Flora? Is that someone you know well? Oh, yes, the poor, poor dear. Uh, she, um, she was not born with all the advantages of a, of a proper young woman. Um, but I took it upon myself as her great aunt on her mother's side to uh, assist her in coming out to society. So, so we have been very close. And I like to think that uh, Flora, in, in the absence of her own mother, who, who sadly passed away um, at, uh, at a young age, uh, viewed me as, as perhaps a, a, a motherly figure. How cute. Uh, um, do you have maybe any other kind of information? How old is she on uh, maybe what she wanted to do with you? I mean, this, this whole new life of hers, uh, what was it going to be in the, in the first place with you? Oh, Lady Constance sits down. Archibald, Archibald, just, just, um, 
these questions are very formal. Of course, I'm um, so sorry, Mr. Hargreaves. Of course. Not um, at all, not at all. What was it you were saying? I, I want to ask what you were saying, but I wanted to make you look like I was I was saying it. Archibald, what are you saying? Yes, of course. Go ahead, Hugo, and do that. Uh, the questions that Archibald were asking were questions that I prepared for him earlier. Uh, Lady Constance, would you mind asking them um, perhaps on behalf of, of the room here? Uh, thank you, Archibald, for reading out those prepared questions. <laughs> my my pleasure, Mr. Hargreaves. Once again, I'm sorry. Uh... So, Charles... Oh, it, it's quite all right, Archie. Um, yeah, Charles, go ahead. Well, Charles Tuck will, will kind of put in and say, well, uh, uh, allow me to ask the formal questions, being a man of the police. Uh, now, I already know Miss Flora Jacobs from her picture of the paper, uh, and she seems like a real cracker. Uh, now, I, I, I do would like, I would like to ask you about any changes in her state of mind lately. Uh, how has she been? Has there been any changes in her behaviour lately? Uh, well, she had just turned 19, and you know how children can be, especially someone who came from uh, her circumstances and had so much to learn about society. I'm afraid she was quite swept up uh, by it all and, well, as as you saw from the papers, she fell in with some questionable company, uh, an American, I believe, uh, of whom she professed to be quite fond. A, uh, I believe he had, uh, he was an American, but I, I think he had a, a, a German name. Um, Adler, perhaps? Adler. Tuck takes out a little notebook. Yes, uh, 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 Philip uh, Frank, Margaret corrects, Frank Adler, Lady and Constance. And did you ever meet him, Lady Constance? This this Philip Frank Adler, German-American, American-German, did you cross paths? Uh, I, uh, I did not think it was appropriate for a man of his station to um, uh, meet with me. But uh, M Margaret, did, did, you, did you meet the young man? Um, Margaret nods stiffly. Yes, you see, Margaret met him. Margaret? Would you like to inform the group as to your feelings on this Philip Frank Adler? Frank Philip? Adler, German, American, American, German, please, <laughs> Margaret. Mr. Frank Adler is, to my opinion, a man of low birth. I confess that he was, uh, he had something of a charm about him that I am sure a young lady like Miss Flora would find uh, of interest. However, I found him utterly unlikable. He had this terrible habit of chewing on a little, on a, on a, a toothpick, a bit of wood. He would spit it out, quite, quite disgusting. However, uh, we were ready to welcome them in Snaith for a weekend away. And uh, well, I think we were all hoping that Miss Flora would, in her own time, uh, discover the unsuitability of Mr. Adler for her uh, circumstances. Yes, yes, Lady Constance says, uh, adding, uh, "Young people, you you can't you can't push them too hard. You can't you can't deny them things. Otherwise, they will want it more than anything. And of course, we would not have wanted that with this Mr. Adler." 
Two questions, Margaret, both of them equally as important as the other. Question numero uno, that's number one, is you were expecting them to arrive here. That's the last you heard and saw. They were coming here for a weekend, the, the American, German and Flora, yes? And Lady Constance interrupts because all questions are directed to Lady Constance, of course. Um, oh, no, no, no. Uh, Shouldn't be. This clearly. Th this is this is just a temporary residence. I've come to London um, to 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 help in in Flora's search. Um, I've come from Snaith, uh, which is where they they were they were to come. Um, and I I know uh, that uh, that uh, the driver um, brought them to the station here in London um, to go on the train uh, to eventually alight at at, at Snaith. Um, but they never arrived. So that's that's why I'm here. Margaret, um, Margaret casts you a uh, sort of despairing look, um, Archibald, uh, as sort of, you know, the betters are talking to each other, and, oh boy. And uh, second, and almost equally as important question, uh, Margaret, but Lady Constance, um, how tall was this American? Was he significantly tall? Margaret and Lady Constance both sort of seem to struggle with, with how to answer the question, kind of looking at your own height. Um, and then uh, Margaret says, well, he, he was of average height. And Lady Constance very quickly adds, average, yes, average height. Yes, in, in, indeed. Yes, yeah. Nothing, nothing yeah, to yeah. worry about, Trumpy. I'll just write, uh, write in the background, five foot eleven. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Celia, I imagine you're just, like, jogging yeah. down, you know, supposed to go to Snaith, never arrive, last seen, London <laughs> Station. Um, Lady Constance, uh, my uh, Archibald may have a few pre-prepared questions that uh, I've given to him to ask. Archibald, any questions that we talked about earlier that you might want to ask? Oh, I mean, uh, Mr. Hargreave, you pretty much... Uh, Done. Uh, you've done. Uh, you've done everything right. Uh, everything you've prepared before. I think we are just fine, especially with uh, Mr. Tech and uh, Miss Waters with us. I was just Waters. asking myself, you know, um, Miss Waters, how do you know Flora in the first place? Oh, she's a uh, a good friend of mine around town, and uh, we get on fabulously well. We went shopping the other month, and it was it was delightful. Um, it was raining, however, so we didn't buy too much. Um, but that's absolutely wonderful, because if you're such a good friend of hers, then you've met Frank Adler, didn't you? Well, she tried to keep him a bit of a secret, I think. She didn't oh. mention him here and there, but he was a man of uh, mystery to even her friends. I'm mm. sorry, uh, was it No Crowthers? worries at all. Was yes, it? of course, but you can call me... Uh, Archibald, I guess, uh, Miss Water. Um, was it like a good mystery or bad mystery? Well, Mr. Crothers, um, she kind of hinted and titillated with exciting little tips and like um, sayings he would have and stuff like that. But other than that, um, she was quite excited. Yes, I suppose. Mm -hmm. so. Margaret, um, Margaret intercedes. And uh, goes to you, um, Celia. Uh, Miss Waters, I confess that uh, Flora was quite private about her friends. Uh, but 
Perhaps this this would help. Is did you ever see this man, uh, Lady Constance, if I may? And Lady Constance sort of waves her on. This uh, photograph was discovered by the servants here at the residence, and uh, she puts the uh, photograph in your hand. And I will share what that looks like okay. for all to see. Um, so yeah, if you scroll down, um, you will see a uh, photograph that's probably a little larger than what you're in fact holding. Um, Ooh. But Margaret seems to indicate that that is uh, Mr. Adler and asks you to confirm whether you ever saw this man. I confess I have never seen Mr. Adler, uh, well, Mr. Adler uh, at all. So I couldn't neither confirm or deny that that is him. How unfortunate. May we have a look? He's a very smartly dressed gentleman. Um, do, you, do you think that maybe he was putting on airs? Do you think that that's, uh, he was from money? Or do you think maybe he was trying to integrate himself into, the, into, into uh, your family? Well, the rumor, Lady Constance says, is that he comes from a wealthy industrial family in America. You can see why Flora would be attracted given her own uh, humble upbringing. But um, if you ask me, I've made some uh, inquiries and, well, I can't say I've ever heard of the family. How strange. Go ahead, Archibald. No, no, no. It's just the fact that, you know, I find it really strange that you didn't find anything. I mean, I don't want to worry you once again, uh, Lady Constance, but then it's probably bad news. Lady Constance, she clearly has like a level of respect for you um, on account of your professionalism as uh, uh, Mr. Hargreaves' valet. Um, but the color just drains from her, her face and she looks a few years older and she goes, oh, oh, and Margaret's um, at her side, uh, sort of um, consoling her. Uh, oh, no, no, uh, no, no. Mr. Hargreaves, you were saying. It'd be fine, Lady Constance. There's an unknown situation, isn't that right, Archibald? It's 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 bad news in terms of the relationship, not in terms of Flora. Of course, Flora, especially with Mister Tuck. I mean, you know, we, we're going to find her, of course. Absolutely, and 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 uh, Miss Waters here is is a firm friend. Is that right, Miss Waters? Yes. I'll just be right yes, there, Flora. Yes. Maybe dead, right? Yeah, firm friend, firm friend, and and uh, and obviously with it with a uh, and and sir, you were saying that you were um, ex Scotland Yard, is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Oh well, indeed, the case is probably solved already. We just need to uh, step out to Snaith, have a poke of our head around, have a little bit of a chin wag. No doubt, we'll be bringing Flora back to you, minus one. <clears throat> potentially undesirable gentleman would be the ideal. But Lady Constance, you don't need to worry yourself at all. Is there anything, Lady Constance, before we head to Snaith, that you feel that we should know? Well, do you, do you think that they might be in Snaith? I mean, they never arrived at, at, uh, at, at the house there. So I was, I was worried that something had perhaps happened on the way. But, but if, if you think they might be there, then, then uh, Margaret, we must pack our bags and, and, and we must return. My experience of uh, reading mysteries, and I know this is no Scotland Yard, uh, sir, but I will express my knowledge here. I don't want to show off. But uh, if she had left one location and had not arrived at the other, my simple suggestion, and I could have been a part of Scotland Yard had I been of a slightly different class, uh, would be to uh, investigate one location and then the other, possibly the in-between. So kind of like raises his eyebrow a little bit and he's like, um, yes, very, very deductive, sir. Very deductive. And so sort of pats him on the back a little bit. 
It's like, yes. I think, uh, uh, well, do you mind me asking, Lady Constance, you said the local constabulary have been ineffectual at best. Um, did they say who were the last people to see uh, the couple before they boarded the train? Well, it, it, I mean, useless, as I said. I, uh, I provided them the same information I did you, and, and they did very little. The, the last individuals to, to see them was the driver who took them to London Station, um, loaded uh, the luggage, um, both, uh, both this Mr. Adler and, and Flores, onto the train. Um, I believe they were heading uh, uh, first to Sheffield and then to transfer onto Snaith. Um, and, and that was the last that, uh, well, I don't know who else would have, have seen them. So that, that's the last I know. I'm, is that enough? I, I know the, the police didn't do anything with it. So, so, so maybe you need more information, but I'm, I'm afraid that's, that's, that's all I can. Uh, well, did, did, uh, did, did the driver I, say, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to, 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 to stir up these emotions in you, madam, but did, did the driver say that he saw them board the train? Yes. Yes, he did. And they'll be in Sheffield. Come Can on, I... everybody. They're in oh, some I... kind of bed and breakfast, as you like. Sheffield, oh. probably on long walks, taking oh, in the scenery. It's a lovely oh. place. Margaret, you don't think they're in Sheffield, do you? It's a terrible place. It, 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 a, a fine place to change trains, but a, a terrible place to, to stay. Oh, no, my poor well, Flora. Especially for Miss Flora, I guess, but that should be just a, a temporary thing. We will find her. Uh, I mean, once again, Mr. Hargreaves has shown us that, you know, with his intellect and his vivacity, uh, his quick wits, we shall be on our way and uh, everything is going to go back to normal pretty soon, Lady Constance. Lady Constance uh, takes one of your hands, Archibald, she takes uh, Shrimpy's hand and she gives it a, a, a strong squeeze as, as a person her age is able to. Um, it, she seems reassured uh, and then she goes uh, to Celia takes both your hands, Celia, which is a little awkward because you're kind of holding, you know, a, a, a notebook. But Lady Constance doesn't seem to to notice um, and, and just says again, uh, and, and thank you so much. Flora has has good friends in you who are willing to to travel and, and help look for her. I'll go to the ends of the earth to, to find her and oh. report back to you, of course. And Mr. Tuck, she shakes your hand very professionally. Um, I, I cannot express my, my gratitude and Godspeed. Of course, it's all in a day's work for me. Uh, I, unfortunately, gentlemen and madam, we'll be going to the north of England. I, do, I am inclined to agree with uh, Mr. Shrimpy. Uh, we, we should check out uh, Sheffield, I think, is our first avenue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Told uh, you, what for? Uh, it's uh, not Mr. Shrimpy, uh, please. It's Mr. Hargreaves. Thanks. I, 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 I do apologize, Mr. Hargreaves and Mr. Crowley, of course. It's all right. Thank you, Archibald. As you file out, uh, we see the camera sort of pan to Lady Constance, who seems to have the vapors as uh, um, this, this toil uh, of talking about this has, has quite worn her out and markets over her, uh, sort of fanning her with um, an apron. And we see the front door of the residence close as all of you exit. And uh, as the camera pans up from there through the roof, we find ourselves back at uh, London Station looking at the sign um, that uh, identifies the train about to board as going 
going to Sheffield Victoria Station, uh, North England. You are all on the platform. You may board, but uh, perhaps you made uh, additional arrangements before um, coming to the train station or anything else you might have wanted to research in the few hours that you uh, that you had before catching this train. Um, is there anything any of you would have wished to do or procure um, before you set out? Let's begin with um, Ms. Celia Waters. I would have probably tried to track down who was the conductor of the train that day and the staff on board to see if there was anyone that recognised them uh, from the actual day that they got on board. There must have been someone that saw them get off. Excellent, excellent. Go ahead and give me... Um, so I could accept library use for this. Um, I could also accept accounting. Uh, if there is another skill you would like to argue for, I'm happy to hear that. No, I'm thinking I'm fine with the uh, library use. It's fully 40, but it's not too bad. Okay, so, by all uh, means, uh, go ahead and hold that. Uh, let's go on to Mr. Charles Tuck while Celia is doing that role. Uh, Mr. Tuck, anything you would have wanted to do? Uh, I think he would have likely done two things. I think, first of all, he would have checked the agency of his employer to see if they are who they say they are and then see if there is anything else going on. Uh, the second thing I think they'd do is to check into maybe the history of the Jacobs family. You probably have, have time to do one of those. Which of sure. those would you like to focus on? Uh, I'd probably check in to Lady uh, Constance just to just to be sure about the situation. Absolutely. And uh, to me, that would be uh, most likely a library use role, but I would also accept law um, to the extent you're sort of looking through official records like that. Uh, but if there's another skill you would like to argue for, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, I think I'll go with, uh, I'll go with law. Okay, go ahead and make that roll. Uh, Mr. Hargreaves, uh, Mr. Crowther, while those rolls are being made, um, anything either of you would have done? To Hargreaves? Archibald? Oh, no, here you go, here you go first, sir. So kind. Um, <clears throat> I think Shrimpy would have probably just uh, tapped up a few of the local uh, gentlemen, gentlemen's clubs, send a quick wire through. What do we know about Frank Adler? Uh, you know, we've we've got gentlemen pals uh, uh, abroad. We do business here, there, and everywhere. There's always people trying to get in touch with us for our money. So, who are the Adlers? Is what I'd like to know. Um, and I imagine I would have sent a number of quickfire telegrams saying urgent. Very good. To me, that sounds uh, like uh, an accounting role. I would also. Um... I'm, I'm not sure library use is really appropriate here since you're reaching out. Um, I would also accept credit rating um, as, as a role. Yes. Credit okay. rating is what we'll go for. Credit rating is what you'll go with. Very good. Archibald, what would you like to do? Uh, I mean, Archie perfectly knows that he can't really rely on Hugo to actually do something useful. So I'm going to prepare the luggages. And because we are dealing with Americans, you know, savage people, uh, we are probably going to take uh, a rifle with us. It's a hunt rifle most of the time for Hugo. But this time, maybe we are going to hunt something else. Very good. And because you are spending a bit more time on the packing arrangements, later in the scenario, to the extent that there are any items that uh, you would like to have on hand, um, I think it is fair to say that it is more likely that you would have thought to pack them. So keep that in mind. No need to sort of write down on your character sheet all the different things you might have packed. Um, just keep in mind that, that you pack quite carefully and so may have uh, a variety of tools to draw upon should the occasion call for it. Thanks. Uh, Miss Waters, how did your role go? Uh, that's a regular success. Three okay. luck would get a hard if that makes a difference. Yes, go ahead and make that a hard success if you want okay. to spend the luck. I am indeed. Yep. Okay. 
And so um, you were looking into the um, the train conductors, right? Mm -hmm. Who was sort of on the staff? Okay. Um, so this is uh, this is incredibly boring work. However, um, it is the kind of work that you excel at. This is uh, this is exactly in your wheelhouse. Um, Matters are complicated by uh, the uh, by England and Scotland and Wales uh, excellent uh, train system. Um, it means that there are lots of trains leaving at lots of times. However, you do have the information of exactly what train uh, Mr. Adler and Miss Jacobs purportedly uh, alighted on. So that is helpful. So you do have a complete list of um, of conductors and uh, individuals who would have worked the train uh, during. Um, that day. Now, uh, it is a bit of a formidable list because some of the staff change when the train switches over at Sheffield. So Sheffield is a train hub, so trains going um, every which way. Um, you know that um, in order to get to Snaith, um, they should have uh, transferred at Sheffield over to the um, Kingston-upon-Hull train line which, among other destinations, would go to Snaith Station. You, again, have the list of uh, all the people who uh, would have been uh, working that, that train. Um, but there are lots of other possibilities, depending on if they went anywhere else, right, or if they stayed in Sheffield. Uh, but you have that list. Is that, um, that may be useful when you get to Sheffield, but is there anything you wanted to do with it in the meantime? I will probably check uh, against the staff at the station King's Cross or wherever we're leaving from. Is it Victoria okay. or King's Cross? Okay, yeah. There's some overlap in names. Okay. Um, there's a number of individuals, um, including uh, a conductor who's probably the um, probably the highest um, sort of individual um, in, in the hierarchy here. Um, so I'll, I'll give you um, their name. Uh, it is uh, a Joseph Brearley. Okay. So you know that uh, Joseph Brearley uh, would have been one of the individuals who uh, worked that day uh, on the Sheffield line um, and also uh, happens to be working uh, today. Tuck, how did your role go? Terribly. 72 out of 50. You know, this is information you can find. It's just um, on such short notice, it's, uh, it's really difficult to get. So, alas, uh, you are unsuccessful. Shrimpy, how did your role go? I got a 43 out of 80, but I'd be willing to spend three luck to make that a hard success. Okay, that is, uh, that is up to you if you would like to do that. Yeah. Okay. I would. All right, and you are looking into the Adler family, is that right? Yeah, just using my uh, high societal com uh, kind of contacts to see if there is this family that might have industrialist kind of connections. Um, see if the name rings a bell. There certainly, uh, there certainly are Adlers, um, but none of them are showing up uh, from your contacts as industrialists or people who are particularly moneyed. With a hard success, I will say, you're not sure if there is a relationship between the people, but the, the most famous Adler who comes up is someone asking about a, uh, a Leonora Adler, who was an actress at one point, but passed some time ago. But no one knows of a Frank Adler as an industrialist. Although, you cannot deny that there are rumors of such an individual, it's just that the rumors don't seem to be based in fact. Ah, okay, okay, thank you. All right, and Archibald has done a, uh, a careful job of, uh, of packing and uh, is, uh, is helping to uh, load the train. Anything else before the train departs? I would have shared my information with Archibald. Absolutely. Implicitly. And, okay, implicitly, okay. So not to the others. 
Uh, actually, yeah, I probably would have just told everybody. Okay, yeah. And and um, recall that uh, just for purposes of um, of gameplay, we will assume that you share all information with each other unless you explicitly say otherwise. Charles Tuck is uh, particularly despondent that everyone else is doing such a better job of being a private investigator than he is. He's got nothing to show for his efforts. He just sort of sits on the train. He's, he sort of like looks out the window a little bit, sir. He is he is lying in wait. <laughs> in an attempt to impress the Scotland Yard ex-investigator, uh, Shrimpy is kind of there with a pipe that he doesn't really know how to smoke, but just kind of has it as a bit of a prop. And it's just kind of, oh, yeah, and Leonora Adler was an actor. Uh, but, you know, I'm just throwing a few pieces together here. Objective. And Tuck opens his notepad and he's like, yes, uh, I also found that out. Yes, very good, yes. <laughs> uh, Celia, is there anything you're doing on the train? I'll probably just be going over my notes and adding their information to, to my notes and I'll probably be starting to draft up uh, a sort of uh, first entry of a, a sort of what I hope is a, an opening page, uh, mm-hmm. like a, a front page, uh, sort of like thinking of stingers for the titles and these sort of things and uh, just going through all that. Well, welcome all, then, to Sheffield Victoria Railway Station, a grand stone-faced building, a bustling hive of activity with regular passenger and freight services. From here, you can catch a train to almost anywhere in the country. Exiting the train, uh, you will enter the uh, station forecourt, where you are greeted by crowds of newspaper sellers, almost instantly making you aware of everything going on uh, within the empire. Um, All the news is just shouted at you. Uh, Wares are being sold, uh, cakes and other foods uh, for the busy traveler, Um, children looking for their parents. It's it's quite a chaotic scene. Mr. Hargreaves, if you don't mind, uh, I'm just gonna leave you with the luggage for just one instant. I just need to find a paper boy. Of course, Archibald, um, just leave it here next to me, would you? Yes, of course. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to carry that. Uh, that's my duty, sir. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh-huh. Thank, you. Thank you. So Archibald uh, goes off, possibly in search of a paper. Uh, Charles Tuck, what about you as you've exited um, and sort of see the substantial luggage that uh, that Archibald and Hugo have between them? I go over with my luggage and I say, uh, room for one more, and, and pile uh, the suitcase on top of the pile. Uh, thank you, thank you, good man, and then pats Crowther on the back. <laughs> Very good. Um, Shumpi, you are watching the bags. Um, and Celia, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I'll go over and hand Hargrew's my case as well. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, of course, of course. All for one and one for all and all that. Very good. Uh, the true, the true tradition of the British gentleman, um, Crowther, um It's very easy to find a paper if that is indeed what you're looking for. Yeah, I'm looking for a young boy who would be selling newspaper. Uh, I mean, the youngest I can find, the better, because when they're going to be asking for less money. First point. On uh, second point, they're curious, you know, and they can see pretty much everything. And sometimes people don't notice them. So yeah, just a young boy. All right. Yeah, n- not not a problem. The boy yells in your um, face. Mummy's in the moor. Rebellion in India. Um. Hey, lad. Uh, can I buy you some newspapers? Yes, of course, sir. This way. This way, lad. Great. Perfect. Amazing. Uh, I'm just gonna give him a penny, and uh, I'm gonna gonna ask him. And you you look like a really clever boy, aren't you? 
Well, thank you, sir. And because you're a clever boy, I'm pretty sure you would be glad to help out, right? And maybe get some money. Oh, yes, sir. Okay, I'm looking for a dashing couple that you might have seen uh, the 7th of May, a few days ago. Does that remind you of anything? All right, so you're going to sort of uh, ask some questions of this boy, possibly show that photograph. Exactly, uh, yeah. If, uh, okay, all right. Um, I am feeling uh, persuade or credit rating um, as a role. Um, charm could also work. Um, but tell me if, you, if you're going for any other skill. No, I guess that Persuade uh, is going to do the trick, I guess. By all means, go ahead and make that uh, roll. So meanwhile, um, Charles, Tuck, Celia, Waters, and Shrimpy, you are standing amidst your various bags. Um, Archibald has not yet returned. Are there any conductors around? Oh, yes. They are, okay. a, uh, they are islands of calm, cutting through the chaos um, as they go on their various ways. Okay, I'll look for the most important looking one and uh, sort of approach them. Uh, I'm okay. going to be looking for uh, Joseph Brearley. So yeah, you can uh, you can make some inquiries and uh, the uh, conductor or the station manager that you speak with uh, will will note that. Oh, uh, Brearley, yes, good man. Uh, well, just come in uh, on the Sheffield line from London. Up oh, there, there he, he's he's over there, and uh, the manager sort of points him out and. Uh, who is presumably uh, Joseph Wheely. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll run after them before the train leaves again. Uh, okay. Excuse me, um, can I ask you some questions, please? All right, we're, uh, we're leaving soon. Lovely. Um, I have some questions about uh, a young couple who passed through here a couple of days ago. Perhaps you remember them. And I'll show them the photograph of Adler. I, I, have no, I have no problem with us sort of playing around with okay. times. So that Archibald has a photograph, that you yeah. have the photograph. That's I'll do fine. Flora. That's fine. I'll probably have a picture of Flora. Yeah, good. A uh, picture of Flora, um, at the very least from the newspaper, and you yeah. have the picture. He squints um, at the pictures. Are you with the police? Um, no, I'm a reporter for the Daily Herald. I oh. do believe that... Uh, this young lady has gone missing, and we're doing everything we can to find her. I do believe there's even a reward involved. Well, I don't know anything about uh, a reward. Happy, happy to help in my capacity as uh, a conductor on Her Majesty's train service. Yes, these these two are familiar to me. Um, I'm afraid I don't know their names, uh, but I remember this one always chewing, chewing on a, on a toothpick. Messing up the trains, yes, littering. Had to call him out on it. Terrible habits. Un-British, would you say? Oh, quite. I don't think he was. I, I, I think he was uh, from the colonies. Oh, of course. Brutes. Did they alight on this station, or did they... Did you see which train they, they left on? No, they, they, certainly, uh, they certainly did come through here. Um, I was, in fact, uh, that day working the, uh, the Woodhead line between Sheffield and Manchester. And he begins telling you, um, without prompting, uh, the exact times that that train leaves uh, throughout the day. Okay. It has nothing to do with the, the content of your questions. But once he uh, gets around to it, um, he, may have, uh, he may have more useful information. I am feeling a persuasion here, or credit rating, or depending on what your appearance is, we could even go with that. And I should say, Joseph clearly is sort of in his uh, 50s, you think. Um, he is uh, 
a man of a, a smooshed face, um, whose face is about the same size as the cap that he carries on his head, and of course his thick conductor coat with buttons all the way down. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, I'll go with appearance if that's okay. By all means, go ahead and roll that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Mr. Krauther, how did your roll go? Uh, well, uh, 83 for 10, so it's a failure. I mean, maybe the kid is afraid of me, I don't know, but anyway, it doesn't really seem to work. Well, he gives you lots of information. You have lots of things to share. Alas, it all proves utterly irrelevant. How sad and disappointing, but thank you, boy. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome, sir. And have a good day, boy. Have a he, good day. He keeps his hand open, waiting for well, additional compensation. Yeah, I'll give just like two additional coins or something. There <sighs> is just the briefest scowl. Um, that uh, that crosses his face before it's uh, replaced by cherubim brightness uh, of, of a young boy, and he smiles up at you. And um, have a good day, lad. And I'm gonna go back to uh, my master, of course. Uh, Celia, how did your all go? I did terribly. I failed that. Okay. <laughs> that was uh, he, an eighty over um, sixty-five. He um, he scrutinizes you um, with a failed roll. Uh, all that he will uh, disclose is, um, you, you see him sort of think for a moment as though he's going to say something. And then uh, he says, yes, well, they, uh, they took the Manchester line rather than the, uh, uh, than the, than the Woodhead. Uh, and that's the last I saw of them. Right. You've been uh, a little helpful. Thank, thank you for your time. This was enjoyable. Uh, you don't remember anything at all? Other than that? Uh, well, uh, I remember that that day, uh, the Manchester line uh, was particularly speedy because you see a number of stations were closed for renovations. Uh, I'll so, start walking uh, away. <laughs> you, you realize you have deprived this man of like his one true joy in life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Getting to tell you about train schedules. Uh, well, that's Miss Waters for you. Uh, all right, all of you uh, rejoin up with uh, with Charles and Shrimpy at the luggage. Uh, well, I'm I'm sorry to confess that uh, well, the newspaper boy didn't know much. I mean, I mean, talking about interesting things, he didn't know much. But did you get a newspaper? Yes, I I got two two of them. I don't know what we're gonna do with that, but well, here you go, yeah. Mr. Hargreaves. Yeah. What about you, Miss uh, Waters? Did you were you lucky? Unfortunately, uh, no, I was not. I got uh, caught up in a boring conversation about trains. I did learn, however, they departed on the Manchester train. Oh, at the exact that's, times. That's absolutely great news. Then we know that they might be in Manchester. Well, yes, but they could be anywhere on that line. What we call Mr. Tuck? A lead, is it not? Hey, it is, but w without knowing where they got off, I mean, it's it's not much of a lead, unless we want to get off at every station on the Manchester line. Um, Shrimpy, you are looking at the uh, the Telegraph, um, Yorkshire Telegraph. Uh, this is the paper that Archibald uh, purchased, sort of as a not distraction, but as an aside to trying to get some information. And I have included that handout uh, for you in our notes section. Um, I'm happy for you to look over it. And to the extent there are any articles that you would like to share with the group, you may do so. But while you are reading, um, please continue your conversations. Oh. So, no, Crowther? here you go, Miss... Uh, no, no, Crowther, you, you have something to say. It's always good. 
Oh, thank you so much, Miss Waters. I'm so sorry about that. But yes, uh, Mr. Tuck, I mean, if we have to go to every station between here and Manchester, we we will, right? I mean, it's part of the job. That's what you're used to do with Scotland well, Yard. Well, I mean, I am getting paid for this. I'm not. I'm not sure about you fellows, uh, but so I, I'd be happy to if it if it took me all year. But uh, I think in missing persons cases, we need to, uh, we, you know, we need to act quickly. Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely. Yeah, I should have thought of that, of course, Mr. Tuck. So, yeah, yeah. what do you recommend? Well, may, uh, I'm just going to assume that I've got a copy of this paper as well, and I say, may, may I draw your attention to to this uh, to this article? Uh, Which one? Mummies, mummies in the mall. Uh, it I was just reading that. Two corpses. We're looking for two people. Mummies in the moor! Rebellion in India! Boys are shouting at you from uh, the crowd. Are you suggesting that, that those two people, those two mummies, are the people we are looking for? Are you suggesting that maybe Lady Constance is gonna learn that Flora is dead? Well, I no, mean, no, no, that can't be the case. Uh, I'll, I'll underline that in my notebook a few times. <laughs> no, 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 dead, no, dead, you misunderstand. Dead, dead. The, the article says, Mummies in the moor, frightful find in Warncliffe Field. A, a local farmer, Samuel Farrow of High Tree Farm, made the grisly discovery of two corpses in an unusual state of decay. Now, they only left a few days ago, so an unusual state of decay probably isn't uh, just saying. Yes, of course. <clears throat> Whilst tending to grazing land last Saturday. The bodies appear to have been mummified through some process as yet unknown. Professor Marcus Hawkwood of the University of Sheffield has been examining the find and told the Telegraph that the bodies are dressed in clothing from the 16th century. <laughs> no, it's not them. They, they yeah. What a release. Like yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I already called the first yeah. paragraph. Uh, I, yes, I should have read the full article. I do apologize. Uh, they were so remotely presumed. No, no, you are right, uh, Professor Harkwood, a renowned expert in the more esoteric aspect of history, is continuing his research in the village of Warncliffe side and has been granted ex uh, exclusive access to the library of Sir Reginald Moore. But uh, he hopes to find some exploration of this macabre mystery. He has promised to keep the telegraph for the infirmed of further developments. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, lovely, but uh, useless. I'm sorry to say that, Mr. Hargreaves, but we should just focus on uh, Miss uh, Jacob right now. Yes, I'm afraid I can't find a compelling reason to follow up that, that lead. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Mr. Hargreaves, once again, I'm really glad that, you know, you're reading news articles, that you're enjoy, enjoying your life, that you're full of ideas, but we really, really need to move forward. Time is of the yeah, essence. Agreed, agreed. Miss um, Waters, with your list of uh, uh, conductors that you, you have, do you, do you have any of them from the Manchester line who might have been working those days? Uh, do I, Kiefer? Um, you, uh, yes, I think we specified that you sort of had a very extensive uh, <laughs> yeah. list. Uh, I think you got a hard success. So I'm very comfortable uh, with you having a list of all the conductors who um, also sort of would have serviced uh, other um, trains, right, that connected um, no. in case you know, they went somewhere else. So yeah, absolutely. I think what we need to establish is, is where they got off. Indeed, yes. So we should probably go over to that platform and, well, ask the conductors there, I suppose. Uh, seems reasonable. 
Unless you want a cake, Hargreaves. Uh, I'll take care of the luggage. Is somebody say cake? Yes. Cake? <laughs> Lovely. I'm sorry, I was just reading this, this newspaper. Do you know, it seems like an awful lot of people are going missing. I, 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 whatever. Cake? What kind of cake are we talking about? Uh, meanwhile, Charles, uh, you can... Uh, you have been armed with the knowledge that uh, that Celia recovered, um, and while there are discussions of cake ongoing, um, how would you like to go about uh, your your search from here? Um, if I can find on the list uh, the conductors, I, I'll maybe ask uh, the ticket office or another conductor if I can find one of those people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can uh, you discover that uh, there is uh, there was uh, another conductor who is um, um, here right now. Um, they are uh, a uh, Mr. Charles Brinkley, and uh, they are a younger fellow. Um, looks like uh, a junior train conductor, perhaps. Uh, doesn't look like they've been on the line for uh, very long. Um, and uh, they are, in fact, uh, getting ready to board the uh, the Manchester line in about ten minutes. Um, Mr. Mr. Brinkley, Mr. Brinkley, can I can I stop you for a second? Uh, 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 yes, of course. So this uh, this train will take you all the way to Manchester, but lots uh, of stops. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't think I'll be boarding the train right now. I just need some information from you. Oh, well, if you have questions about any other uh, lines and where they go, I suggest uh, you check the ticket office um, or or check with uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Brealy. He, 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 he knows all the lines by heart. Yes, I've heard he does. I've heard he does. Um, may, may I just... Point your uh, attention to these uh, to these pictures. I show them the pictures of uh, of Adler and uh, uh, Jacobs, and I say, uh, "Have you seen these people in the last few days?" Oh well, Charles, it's obvious to you that this young man does recognise them, no question about it. But how would you like to go about trying to get this information? Um, I uh, take a banknote out of my uh, wallet. And I hold it sort of between my fingers as I as I scratch my face, and I say, um, "Yes, um, I'm very interested to know uh, anything you know about them, where they may have uh, gone to. We are trying to track the the lady down. Uh, we think that maybe this man has uh, pilfered her away from her family. Um, anything you know would be uh, uh, of great assistance." And again, I scratch my face with the banknote. He his eyes go wide. He realizes that his whole life has been preparing him for this moment <laughs> to be bribed and he's trying to to figure out how to how to seize this moment go ahead and roll me credit rating uh, well after that roll <laughs> um, but I mean I've rolled it now so uh, it's, it's a 92 out of 30 ooh ooh can we <laughs> It's the banknote blow out of my hand. And it's the only yeah. one I have. Charles, Charles goes after the banknote. He stumbles. He falls onto the line. The train rolls over him. Do, do uh, we see him struggling uh, with, with, with the chap on the bank? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, the Manchester train. Archibald, Shrimpy, Celia. Um, you're, you're starting to wonder whether uh, our... Uh, member of the Scotland Yard, formal or otherwise. Um, maybe he was let go or, or put on sabbatical for other reasons. Um, because he, like, it, it is just not subtle 
You know, um, inspect the you... levels of, um, of policing. Yeah, and, and you can see that uh, the conductor he's talking to is uh, is about to respond by seizing the moment and, and giving Charles a piece of his mind um, that you cannot uh, bribe uh, the conductors of his uh, Her Majesty's train line. And can I intercede? Yes, you may. Please do. Uh, so I absolutely kind of jumped to his aid, just going, apologies, apologies. Uh, my friend here, who uh, is, is formerly of the uh, Scotland Yard, doesn't quite understand the natural relationship between those that provide such an excellent service and those that experience such an exceptional service. Archibald will tell you that I'm a man of uh, understanding and rewarding such understanding. So I would like to, uh, uh, I, I don't know what my, my friend was trying to do, but... What I would like to do is, is reward you for your bloody good service to this train line and the people that ride it. And any information that you're about to give him, I would ask that you do so, but not in a manner of distaste, in a manner of pride. And I will pay you for that pride. I will allow you to roll your credit rating. I will, however, before you roll, I will count this as a pushed roll on Charles's behalf and the consequence <laughs> of failure which I must tell you before you roll so that you have an informed decision to make is um, that uh, he will almost certainly uh, report you to his superiors um, and that there was an attempt at bribery and that uh, the uh, officials will get involved. That will be the penalty should you fail. Oh dear. So it's out of 30. No, I'm going to have Shrimpy roll. <laughs> ah, perfect. So Yeah, because he's the one interceding on your behalf. You're right, if we were playing the rules to a T, you would be the one uh, pushing the role. But here, um, Shrimpy came up with sort of the reason for how to push it and is going to share in the consequences, uh, which would be most unbecoming for a gentleman. So we've uh, managed to roll a 26 out of 80. Charles uh, looks incredibly relieved. He really thought he was going to have to get, like do something here. But now, fortunately, a gentleman a man of the upper class has interceded and told him exactly what he needs to do. And Charles likes to follow the directions of his betters. And so he says, oh, of course, I am at your service. Uh, very good. Uh, um, uh, Inspector Duck, what was the question I was going to ask? Uh, uh, he's he's <laughs> kind of uh, composed himself a little bit and he's like, he's like yes, um, look, we only want to know one real thing is, is do you know where they got off the train? Uh, yes, the, the gentleman uh, whose, whose photograph you showed me and, and the, uh, the lady whose photograph you showed me as well, um, they, uh, they alighted at uh, Otty Bridge Railway Station on the Manchester line. And what, what's, what, what, what's in Otty Bridge of interest? Oh, oh not having uh, really uh, lived there myself, I, 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 I would hazard to say, but um, not, not much. Uh, if I if I'm being truthful, um, uh, not much to the station at all. Usually, uh, we see individuals um, hiring cars uh, to places elsewhere from there that uh, Her Majesty's train service has 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 yet to reach. Did you happen to capture any uh, conversation between the pair of what, what they might be doing there? Um, so, Shumpy, you got a uh, a hard success, right? Uh, Twenty six out of eighty. Okay, so you didn't make an extreme success, but you got a hard success. Um, well. There was very little conversation between the two. You see, the the uh, the missus or, or miss, I, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um, she she appeared very tired. Um, and indeed, uh, we had to assist her to exit the train. Oh, 
Did he look sick? Uh... Oh, not 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 ill as such, um, but but very sleepy, very tired. Um, perhaps she was sick, um, but but she didn't seem unwell. Um, she simply seemed uh, like she had been awake for a very long time and 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 needed to sleep. Uh, but the gentleman was very very kind and and uh, uh, assisted her and assured us that um, she would be well taken care of. Well, thank you so much for your help. I mean, it was uh, it was fantastic. Thank you so much. And this train we're on now, this, this train is going to pass Otty Bridge. Am I, am I correct? Uh, that's right. In about uh, four minutes and 23 seconds, sir. Excellent. If you wouldn't mind just grabbing the luggage over there, we will have four tickets to Otty Bridge. That's the conductor. You don't ask him to. I, I'll take care of the luggages, Mr. Hargreaves. Thank you, Archibald. Apologies, apologies. Thank you, Archibald. Archibald, you and the conductor have like this awkward kind of like who can pick up the most bags the quickest and load them onto the train contest. Uh, you win, but I don't know that you feel very good about that fact. You are on the Manchester line, on your way to Otty Bridge Railway Station. When you arrive there, you find that compared to the bustling center of activity, which was Sheffield, Victoria, Otty Bridge Station is, well, nothing to write home about, consisting of two flanking platforms with the main Gritstone Cottage Station building on the Manchester-bound line and a small shelter on the other. There are hardly any individuals here. Perhaps there is a station manager, um, but uh, otherwise it is, uh, it is quite quiet um, here. On, um, by any means, would you be able to tell us what time it is right now? Sure. So you uh, departed in the afternoon. Um, so by now we would be facing early evening, perhaps uh, six, seven o'clock. Great, thank you. Um, Mr. Hargreaves, Miss Waters, uh, and of course Mr. Tusk, uh, Tuck, do you think it would be maybe a good idea to right now just find somewhere to actually sleep tonight and maybe go on uh, tomorrow morning? I think the local Hotelier might be the person to speak to, although it seems like a rather uncivilized place. Not many people around, no? Well, it's a small village after all, uh, Mr. Hargreaves, but we shall find some things that would be worthy of uh, our company, of course. I'm sure there'll be some sort of inn or tavern around here. I'm not, I'm not sure how much cake they'll be serving, Mr. Hargreaves, but I'm sure we can find something that's uh, adequate to our needs. Yeah, just a bit of breakfast, you know, something. God's sake. There is, um, as you sort of look for kind of where to go from here, because it's not entirely um, obvious. There are no buildings with an easy walking distance. You can you can see uh, Otty Bridge, uh, the community presumably, some distance um, away. Uh, there is a, a dirt road that leads to it. Um, the... Uh, of the few people that um, you notice looking around is one who's sort of regarding you, one who is actually paying attention to you. Um, he has uh, a cap, um, short jacket, um, looks very much like a laborer. Um, he has uh, a cigarette in his mouth um, and is reading the paper, the same paper, in fact, that uh, you were seeing um, earlier. And um, while he has his cigarette dangling, uh, he takes a piece of cake and takes a bite of it. 
and sort of chews it while smoking, um, which is, uh, you know, remarkable control between his two, uh, his two cheeks. But he pulls it off. Uh, but it's obvious to you that he is looking at you um, while he's looking over his paper. We call him over. Or, or go over to him. Should yeah, maybe go over to him, Mr. Hargreaves. That would be more respectful, you know. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, Archie? Well, well, whether you uh, fail to call him over or then proceed to just go to him directly, um, he will fold up his paper, swallow, spit out uh, his cigarette onto the ground, uh, and uh, say, uh, you need a lift? Oh, yes. Uh, absolutely. That's um, why we came over, to see if you could give us a lift. What kind of cake is that? My mum's. Right, right. Of course. Of course, mother's delicious. Cake, best. Um, I'm guessing there's nothing to share. <laughs> Long train journey on that. No, no, not at all. Listen, Archibald, grab the bags, load them in, and. Um, of course, uh, Mr. Hargreaves. Miss Waters, is there any preference on where we stay this evening? Where we collectively stay this evening, is what I meant. Well, I was going to ask where we're going to get a lift to. That's what I want to know, he says. Tuck, you're the man in the know. As, as a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, I am glad that my driver who eats cake and smokes at the same time has uh, has knocked you off the game. Excellent. Uh, power roll. <laughs> so say, so, uh, yes, uh, where, where are the places that uh, tourists like ourselves uh, might be able to uh, to stay the night? Well, one cliff side, two miles away, can take you there. As uh, as an inn, uh, yes, lovely, it's nice. Uh, that, that that name rings a bell. Um, is is uh, Sir Warncliffe? Uh, I believe that's where uh, Hightree Farm is located. Oh, the ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're asking about those mummies, right? That what you're here to see? Ah, yes, that's that's where I. Yes, that's that's why we're here, of course. The yes. the mummies oh. in the uh, newspaper. No. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, Miss Waters. <laughs> okay. We're here for the mummies. Ah. Right. Great, amazing. So uh, you're you're here with the uh, the archaeologist uh, lady, not not the other ones. That's correct. Uh, yes, this is Professor Hargreaves, uh, Doctor Crowther, and Professor Waters. Uh, uh, my, uh, and I'm, I'm Professor Tuck. Uh, we are here on a research expedition to uh, to, to look at these mummified. Uh, bodies from the 16th century. And see. Well, get a move on. Yeah, of course, we'll follow you. Uh, thank you, chap. Yes. Um, uh, Tuck, you don't need to make any uh, fast talk roll here. Um, it turns out that whether you're lying or telling the truth, he doesn't care. He's just <laughs> there to drive you from one place to another. Um, he, uh, he does uh, open up the door for Celia Waters. Everything fits into boot, uh, and uh, he, uh, he starts driving off. Um, it's not a very long drive. It's only a couple of miles after all. However, the road is quite um, quite windy um, and a bit of shaking um, you around on the journey. Uh, given that it's May, um, the, uh, the sunlight is uh, just beginning to, uh, to dip uh, with, the, uh, with the horizon still showing uh, half of the sun, providing some illumination on the, on the English countryside here. After about uh, five minutes of driving, he will uh, he will come to a slow roll and he will gesture um, out the window and he'll say, uh, "That's the farm there. That's... Just in case tomorrow you want to come back and look, that's that's where you'll be going." Ah, yes, thank you, thank you, mm -hmm. thank you. great, thank you so much. Are they happy for us to pop in and 
have a cup of tea and say hello and do our professorness. Well, as they expect us, I guess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were sent here, so yeah, of course. Yes, uh, no, I just meant like, yes, of course. Um, of course. Of the, course. Driver, the driver shakes his head <laughs> at, at, like, this display of uh, just the most amazing subterfuge. And it's just obvious he does not care, right? He's, like, it's just not paying any thought to it. Um, and he says, uh, right, well, the rest of your group will be staying at the, uh, at the, uh, the Moore Arms public house. That's where I'll drop you off of. Mm. Right. Thank <laughs> you. There is, at this point, a minor quake. Oh. The ground shakes. You realize that that's what it must be because you are not driving right now. What the hell was that? Thank you for joining us for Act 1 of The Dragon of Wantley. And thanks to our sponsors, The Storytelling Collective. You can find out more on our website at miskatonicplayhouse.com. Join us on social media. The links are in the show notes. Until next time, when the curtain rises again.